Rank Draft Trade. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade podcast. Today is the first of a four-part series where we mock draft rank vets by position for next year. So these mock drafts are how we are projecting rankings for the 2023 season as of this week. Whether you're making moves to go for it this year or trying to trade to be better next year, these shows are designed to help you be aware of what's ahead and make good decisions in the now. We want to say thank you to Pigskin Bowls on Sleeper, a.k.a. Piggy. <laughs> and if you're looking for him on Twitter, it's at Fantasy Vlog. Thank you for mock ranking with us. And good luck, of course, in the Scott Fish Bowl. We know you're close to a playoff spot, unlike yours truly, who has royally stunk this year in the Scott Fish Bowl. But I have learned a lot, so hopefully next year will be better. Should I have the privilege of playing in a Scott Fish Bowl next year? I am Gina Noble. You can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. And our two amazing fantasy brains, we have Magic Mike at underscore Papa Bear Claw on Twitter. Mike, say hello to your fans. Hello. And of course, Mr. Nick James, our number one Iowa fan at Iowa in the NFL on Twitter. Nick, say hello. Hello, hello, and thank you, the queen. So let's get into the results of our four-person mock draft. Of course, today we are doing quarterbacks. So top 24 quarterbacks, how we rank them as of now, looking forward to the 2023 season. I had the privilege of picking the number one position (laughs) because, of course, I wanted none other than Josh Allen in the 101 position. I mean, as if there's any other option here, Josh Allen is the man in Buffalo. He is absolutely crushing it. So I went Josh Allen at the 101. I mean, yeah, he's the clear pick there. There's really not too much to say. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's your go-to at the 101. Uh, yeah, he's the clear-cut 101 in pretty much any super flex format or two-quarterback format. He's the number one scoring player in fantasy football right now. He's pretty amazing. Have you guys seen anybody pick in any of your, like, startup drafts a quarterback go before him? Like, is Mahomes still getting that number one spot at all? There aren't a whole lot of startups going on right now, but the one that I have been in, Josh Allen, was in a 1.01 in that one. Though Mahomes in the offseason, honestly, if you won any of the three, I was content with it. But really, Josh Allen coming off of two seasons of being the famous football MVP and then currently pacing to be the number one player right now, it's like it's really hard to want any player more than having Josh Allen on your team right now in fantasy football. Yeah, he's pretty much amazing. Um, some news coming out of Buffalo today with the trade deadline. Naheem Hines gets traded for Zach Moss and a conditional 23 sixth rounder. Deion Jackson season? <laughs> Maybe we'll see Taylor more as a bell cow, but I really like that move for Buffalo and not really just because he's a great pass catching back. And obviously he's clearly better than Zach Moss. A little unfortunate for people like me who are very high on James Cook coming into this year and maybe thinking he'd carve out a role. But I really think a big part of this trade is his return ability. The Bills had like Jamison Crowder returning punts like when he was on the field and they don't have a great return game. Maybe they're just trying to bolster the special teams more so than their third down running back. They don't really have to rely too much on third down 
down, it's rare they're even there at that point anyway. Yeah, I found it interesting. It seemed like the Bills were in on trying to find some running back some way or another, and then they end up with Hines, which, like you said, is kind of like a utility player. This has to make you a little more pessimistic about James Cook. Yeah. He was getting a decent little chunk of work last week. I was wondering if it was like we're going to give him a little trial run and then see if we want somebody. It seems like they were in on trying to acquire somebody or another, and they end up getting Hines. They move off of Zach Moss, which back in the day was crying Jordan face on Player Profiler. So it's Deion Jackson, Zach Moss, and then I guess like Philip Lindsay down there. Taylor rolled his ankle last week. I mean, he came back and played or whatever, but these backs back there might get some work because Taylor hasn't been the most healthy this season. That's getting a lot of people nervous. I have a good friend of mine that's doing a startup right now for 2023, which is kind of cool because I'm kind of talking with him throughout the draft as we're doing our ranks. And uh, John, it's a 10-team league, but Jonathan Taylor didn't get picked until like 208. Whoa! That's crazy! Yeah, like a lot of... Uh, Brees Hall went over him because the guy thought that Brees Hall was like a more sure thing than him, and I'm like... Mm, I'm not sure about you know, that. He still had his ACL injury. <laughs> yeah, but that's crazy. I mean, Jonathan Taylor was a player that was going in the 101, so that's a massive drop right there for Jonathan Taylor. Jeez. It, he has been sadly disappointing for those people who put a lot of stock in him um, in drafts for the season and for him to not be healthy. When you lose that player out of your weekly lineup, it's it's definitely a massive hole. So let's hope Jonathan Taylor gets healthy and comes back here quick. Yep, he has to be up there. We'll definitely get to him uh, probably next episode when we do running backs. And you guys didn't mention single Terry or single scary as we've mm. <laughs> previously um, mentioned. I know that I think it was Nick who made the comment he's just not that good. Do we think this is going to cut into some of or a lot of his workload with bringing Naheem Hines on? This deal came down at the deadline and it feels like they literally it was just like the last girl at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like they set out here to trade for Naheem Hines. I don't know. It might be speculation, but it seemed like they were involved in these other deals. Like Mm -hmm. uh, when all these other running backs had become available or talked about, they were in discussion as one of the potential landing spots. And then to end up with Naheem Hines, it's not great. I mean, like it's been somewhat adequate for fantasy football with Singletary. And I'm not sure that Naheem Hines is going to really take a whole lot away from him. It just might be something where like Mike said, filling a utility role, he's going to get maybe some looks here and there. He's a pass catching back out of the backfield. He's not going to be the between the tackles runner that they're going to use Singletary as. And last year, it was between him and Zach Moss getting carries and handling that workload. Now Zach Moss is gone, so they got another receiving back. So this might take some of the receiving luster away from Singletary, but I don't know. It just makes the whole backfield really gross. I'm not sure there's a stud there. Okay, so this is like beer goggles right here. <laughs> That's it, like just basically saying that they could have landed a lot of better running backs and this is what they ended up with right at the deadline. Okay, alright. Let's move on. We have one of my favorite Australians. Pigskin goes in the second spot and he chooses Patrick Mahomes at the 102. Easy. Yeah. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. He got a new weapon, too. He did get a new weapon. Kadarius Tony. I know. One of Mike's favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you, like, despise him? 
neither me nor Nick really liked him pre-draft his rookie season. Nobody in our group really was very high on him. But, I mean, it was really clear in the limited amount of times that we did see him that he was electric when he got the ball in his hands and got hurt and then got hurt. And who knows what was going on with his hamstrings this year. Or if he was just on the outs and, you know, like Galladay, just not good enough to play, not practicing hard enough, not trying hard enough. Maybe he's got a bad attitude. Andy Reid is good with those types of players. They didn't give nothing for him. I think it was it was their uh, compensatory uh, third round pick, I think, that they gave. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a late third. So they, they still gave up a decent amount of capital for the guy. I expect him to see some kind of opportunity. I'm not going to go paying a crazy amount just because he's on Patrick Mahomes' team or anything, but certainly worth more than healthy scratch on the Giants. Yeah. So somebody to kind of keep an eye on. I don't know even if it really was so much injury. It was, I think they just didn't like him. And when they draft Wandale, when this is like a Kadarius Tony role player immediately afterwards you know that role's filled by someone it's not the the tallest of things to fill holes with but no you got Wandale there and poor Daniel Jones for lacking passing targets where like you know he's got Sills or Galladay who can't play out there and then they go and they get rid of their first round pick at wide receiver that's a little disappointing for him but maybe Odell Beckham down the road since they didn't land anyone here at the trade deadline that would be fantastic that would be interesting yeah it just looks like they're gonna go ahead and work on figuring things out in the offseason run with what they have they're such a tough playing team they don't have studs as receivers it's still kind of disappointing watching the games and you know there's like wide receiver one richie james and you know sills slayton's oh kind of looking all james right has been not so good yeah no has he been putting up negative points <laughs> <laughs> it could be cool if they unlock Darius Tony because the on his very little tiny touches that he has, it's like he's got the wow factor. Like he can make wow plays. And the Chiefs don't have a clear cut wide receiver one. I know Juju's been doing well recently, but they could unlock Tony. I suppose it could be interesting mm-hmm. for Patrick Mahomes. Okay. All right. Well, moving right along to the 103, we have our Iowa in the NFL. Nick, tell him what's behind door number 103. Door number three would be whichever one of these three. These would be my top three players overall, as well as quarterbacks, and it's Justin Herbert. I understand he hasn't been super well this year. He hasn't had his buddy back in Keenan Allen, who continues to miss games, and then now Mike Williams, and it's not even like Josh Palmer has been super healthy. He's had a lot of things around him, and then he's battling a rib thing of his own or whatever, so it's like I could write an excuse list for a mile. He's younger than both Mahomes and Allen. So this is the clear-cut tier of what is the top three, and I understand most people probably having Herbert at three. He's a little younger than these other guys, but this year proves that Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter what his weapons are. Basically, as long as he has Kelsey, I suppose he's going to be okay. I love Kelsey so much. Clear-cut three here. <laughs> he's absolutely he's my clear-cut three, too. He's could very well be a top-two guy soon, but Allen and Mahomes seem to just play football at such a different level than everybody else, just how they handle the game even their limited rushing upside with how they move, especially the size of Allen just trucking linebackers. All right, Mike, well, while you're over there talking about Herbert, why don't you move on to what's behind door number four? (laughs) Yeah, door number four and then five, six, and seven are all really close in ranks for me. Behind door number four, I went with Lamar Jackson. At this point, I'm really liking the rushing upside of the quarterbacks, and I think he is the best rusher out of the rushing 
quarterbacks and the best passer out of the rushing quarterbacks. No, he's not under contract for next year, but I don't think there's any doubt that Lamar gets paid by the Ravens. That would be the one question mark I have with him. Would you have had Lamar here a year ago? I don't recall exactly where I had Lamar a year ago, but I know I had him top seven overall. Yeah, I feel like maybe Kyler Murray was up above him. I may have had Burrow and Murray over him at some point, at least in the offseason. I don't know about fully last year. No, definitely not last year because Burrow was coming off of... Yeah, it's been fun to watch Lamar this year. I feel like he definitely moved back up. COVID season was rough on Lamar. (laughs) It was. I remember prior to the 2020 season, I know I had him number two behind Mahomes. That's what I was going to go to, is coming off his uh, 2019 season where he finished as the number one player overall for fantasy football and was MVP and whatnot. That at that point it was him and Mahomes at one and two. There's been COVID and everything since then, and that seemed to really mess with what would look like his career stats right now. But he's that dude. He he deserves to be up there, and he's rightfully at four just because he's not paid yet. But it seems inevitable. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, after last year, I think I had I was a little skeptical, and I had him drop down, but he's pretty rock solid, top four for me too. So back to me, this would be the 105. Um, I went back and forth with this pick and ultimately I ended up going with Jalen Hurts at the 105. I just really like what I am seeing out of him. He has great rushing upside. He gets the ball where it needs to go. He's just been an awesome asset on any team I have this year and uh, I think he's the real deal. So I picked him at the 105. I, I I went back and forth between him and Burrow quite a bit, and I just was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm going Hurts. I hope that doesn't hurt me, but I like him. If you're going by what you've seen so far, you've seen the QB with the second highest average points per game for fantasy football. So to be able to get him any lower than two by some perceptions could be value no matter where you get him. So I can see an argument where we basically want to take Hurts. The question is, all right, he's cheap next year. He's probably back next year. It seems like he's already proved enough to be paid, but continue winning. So I think his success will be tied to the likelihood that he's paid, but it seems like he's basically earned it already. The worry with Hertz is the contract, and it seems like it could be happening, but he's best buds with AJB, AJ Brown, and he's the reason he's there. Who had a freaking huge game this week. Blew up. You did. Like, so happy to see AJ Brown back in action, too, because he was such a dynamic player, and then last season was tough. So it's nice to see him being A.J. Brown again. Oh, yeah. I'm also worried about the contract with Hurts. That's probably why I would keep him at, you know, he's still top seven for me. My top seven quarterbacks are set. That last order can kind of fluctuate with contract situations and stuff. Also a little bit worried about A.J. Brown. I know that sounds a little weird to say, but this is the first year of A.J. Brown not having missed several games for knee and various things like that. I'm curious to see if that were to happen, how Hurts would look with just Devonta Smith again. Did he really take take that much of a step forward as a passer this year, which I think he did, but with an injury or not having his full team, does he look the same as he does now? Um, And I would actually like him to use Devonta Smith a little more because those shares are really hurting. So we could like maybe spread that ball just 
just a little bit hurts. Um, not asking for a whole lot, but maybe just a little bit there. So Jalen Hurts was on the Manning cast, and I know I, I might have said it on the, the show before or whatever, but he was saying basically whatever they're throwing at me, I'm doing something different. This week he only ran twice, and he was still still put up 28 points this week. Even without the rushing, he's, you know, it's on the wings of four touchdowns through the air, but he's kind of being game script proofed. I really like Jalen Hurts wherever you want to take him there, but yeah, like Mike, it's wherever he you go in the top seven, just not lower than seven for me personally. That would be the floor for sure. So fun little tidbit. I paid all of $5 for him in my home league redraft mm-hmm. and it's an auction, five bucks. And I'm feeling so good about that purchase. <laughs> you should. I know you and I talked about your redrafts a lot and where we said the basement was as far as you want to get at least one of these QBs. If not, it's a big tier breakdown was get either Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott because you can get them after the first half of the QB ones are gone at least. And then sometimes you can get them as one of the last QB ones off the board. And then if you didn't do them, then it was down to like Tua and Daniel Jones. Tua was pretty good too. (laughs) Which you ended up with in one of those drafts, but you, you, I mean, like basically nailed it across the board with that. Yeah. I was shocked. Like when he was so cheap, like, well, I'm not going to let him go for $4. So I think I put a buck up and I was like, there's no way I'm getting Jalen Hurts for $5. And then the next thing I know, the auction's over and it's like, you won Jalen Hurts. And I'm like, like this can't be real. And now, you know, I look like I'm brilliant. So nailed it. Love those bargain deals. Blue light special. Who are these <laughs> other top seven guys? All right. So we got Piggy going next. And he goes with the guy that I was trying to choose between him and Hertz. And that is Burrow. Burrow, speaking of Burrow, had a really, really tough game against Cleveland yesterday. <laughs> of course, with um, his buddy Jamar Chase being out, which is interesting because you've got T Higgins, who's a really good wide receiver and even Tyler Boyd, but you take Jamar Chase out of the mix and it was like, whoa, where's Burrow? <laughs> It was ugly. He's got like the best possible situation you could have for a quarterback when he's got his full team on the field. Stud running back, alpha wide receiver, the best wide receiver too in the league. And then Tyler Boyd is your three. That That's ridiculous. And I even forgot about Hayden Hurst, one of my favorite sleeper tight ends. Oh my God, I have I have Hayden and I love him too. Then I made a joke that this is the alternate reality where the Bengals, instead of taking chase, took a tackle. Mm-hmm. Maybe took like Terrace Martin. Marshall in the second. This is what the team looked like. I know it's a bit of an overreaction, but this is basically what keeps me from having Burrow in like the Herberts here is that Herbert is just better at pretty much every level of the game, and his situation is not as great as Burrow's. Not quite sure if you put Burrow on the Chargers if that's a winning team. You put Burrow on a different team if that's as great of a team. I still think he's a great quarterback. I just don't think he is one of the the top three. I don't think he's up there. It's just because he doesn't have that floor that's as high as these rushing guys. Like this week, ran once, two yards. I mean, he was still good enough to score UQB 22, so he still deserves to be, in that limited sense, he still deserves to be up in this. A couple weeks ago, it's a offensive line, defensive line, where the mismatches aren't there. That's when you can get 32 points out of Jerboa. When he faces the Browns, which is twice a year, (laughs) that's going to be a D-line for his nightmares. Until the offensive line is fixed, you might be able to say, 
say, hey, maybe this pass rush is really good and it's going to be a rough day for Joe Burrow. Chase lists or not, this was going to be a rough matchup for Burrow regardless. I mean, even their kicker struggled in the game last night. Bless <laughs> his heart. Oh. And you know I have a soft spot for kickers, but oh, it was bad. Joe Burrow's his head in the ground for this week at least. Yeah. All right. Moving on from Burrow, we are back to our main man, Nick, the 107. That is correct. And I have Kyler Murray, who is like, you know, skipping through fields of flowers with DeAndre Hopkins because he's got his best buddy back. (laughs) And Hopkins is blowing up and Kyler's been doing just as well right along with him. So even uh, Rondale Moore getting uh, some work this week and having a game for himself. It's, uh, you know, there's always Call of Duty lurking there. And there's maybe some maturity and play calling things going on there. but Call of Duty. (laughs) (laughs) He's one of the elites and he's one of the younger ones. So, I mean, like he's kind of just fallen to what is kind of like the seventh spot here. I am not willing to drop him any lower than that, despite narratives, basically. And, you know, not being able to see over his offensive line affecting his ability to play football. Well, it could have. He couldn't see Hollywood down the field, but Hopkins is a little taller. Yeah. There you go. It's like you could draw the line. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a line of sight now. Before, he didn't have the line of sight. He had a helmet in the way. Oh, my God. There you go. Speaking of Call of Duty, I am curious if Kyler has been doing his homework as laid out in his contract. I would like an update if... If he is studying his tapes as he is expected to. Just check his KD. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got Kyler Murray going in the 107. And that brings us back to Mike at the 108. Yes. I At the 108, I went with Deshaun Watson. I think he's just getting to that point where he's coming back soon. He's on bye this week, and too. And he's, he's on bye this week. Well, yeah. It's not that he was going to play anyway. <laughs> yeah. He was on bye. <laughs> he's been on bye. Of buys. He was on a long buy. He's been yeah. on a buy. He's been on a two-year buy. <laughs> He's had lots of time to rest. Oh man, this is, this one's for real though. Yeah, but for real, he's coming back, and he's the last quarterback left on the board that I'm confident to say has top five upside. And he's not terribly old. He's not like as old as Dak. He's not young. I mean, it's not like he's, we're talking Kyler Murray here. But this team obviously invested a ton of draft capital in him. Amari Cooper is looking great. Anjoku, when he was playing, was looking great. Oh my gosh, Amari looks fantastic, and it pains me to say that. It pains me so bad, because I... And ooh. even though Hunt was on the trade block, that's probably the best running back duo in the league. I don't think there's anything better than that. He's got a decent situation to go into there, so I'm excited to watch him play again. Hunt will be gone next year. <laughs> yeah, he will. But we can enjoy it while it lasts here, because it's been adequate enough for Hunt. He didn't get moved, but it's not the end of the world. He could have been moved and it could have been a worse scenario than he's in currently. Yeah, I mean, even even if Hunt's gone, even well, like last year when Deer, even Dearness Johnson was playing, he looked great. That that offensive line is great. Just their run game is just fantastic, and that's a great way to set up a great passer. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Chubb is such a stud. Kudos to Jacoby Brissett for stepping into that position. He had a great game last night. He was fun to watch. I, I like enjoyed watching Cleveland 
last night. It, Did you catch the clip at the end? What? Where he was trying to call him offsides on fourth down. He's like, I almost got you 55. No, I, I didn't see that. Oh, that's funny. No, I missed that. But I'm kind of a closet Browns fan. I started liking them because they were so bad and I have a tendency to feel bad for like the really bad teams. And Baker. And and I, that's where my love for Baker came from. And Baker's still kind of bad. So I still <laughs> love Baker. Kind of? In kind of a stray dog kind of way. I love that one. I, oh, like I love Baker. Like I'm the one who wants to take all of like the ugly dogs that nobody wants. Like, I'll take them and love them. Yeah, You can have Baker. And crazy Baker Mayfield lady. Yeah, I am. I really am. If you ever hear this, you're going to be like, I don't know who this crazy stalker is. <laughs> First she loves me, next time a stray dog, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> but anyway, kudos to Jacoby. He had a great game last night. And um, to your point, Mike, Amari Cooper, like every time he caught one of those huge passes, I was like, damn it. It's like, ah, oh, because he's kind of a no draft for me, although I might be changing my mind. He's redeemed. He's redeemed. <laughs> for now. Yep. For now. As long as Deshaun Watson stays redeemable. Uh, yeah, and maybe. this is a tricky one for me. You guys are a lot braver than me. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I could even bring myself to draft him. Not because of anything other than I haven't seen him play for two years and it's just a tricky one for me. It's a little bit of a leap of faith, but it seems like a decent bet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's to hoping. <laughs> Otherwise, maybe Jacoby Brissett keeps his job. Oh man, I hope not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Right. So is we're just all... not good. <laughs> he's adequate. He's adequate. He's, he's super Bridgewater. Bridge. You know, he's in a great situation. That's probably the best team to be a game manager on. Yeah. Hand the ball off, <laughs> dump the ball off. Great offensive yeah. line. You don't have to worry about yeah. being under pressure all the time. Not, not getting killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really low expectations. And exceeding him. Yeah. I mean, and just constantly give the ball to Chubb and he'll get the job done. He's a beast. He really is. Like, he's fun to watch, too. He's fun to watch. Tua. <laughs> All right, moving right along. It's me at the 109, and I went with Tua. Tua has been fantastic this season. Um, unfortunately, obviously plagued with a massive concussion that was AKA a back injury, back to concussion. But he is back, and he looked good, and he played well. So here's to hoping that is behind him, and he continues to excel. He has definitely moved way up in our rankings. So Tua at the 109. Yeah, Tua's looked fantastic this year. I mean, you can call it adding Tyree Kill or third-year progression, but everything about that offense looks nice. He's incredibly accurate. I'm, I'm loving how, I'm loving where he's going now. Maybe he wouldn't be there if some of our top-end vet quarterbacks have just looked like trash this year, but I still like where he's at there at nine. Well, and not for nothing, Mike has loved Tua forever, so I think he's sitting back a little bit gloating on this one because he's been a Tua truther so it's kind of coming to fruition and I think he's enjoying that <laughs> I'll enjoy my roster ship I try not to gloat too much because I got a lot of big whiffs too I have like 40 Terrace Marshalls staring at me on my taxi squads and- hey he got 
couple points oh, break this week. A, yeah, breakout game with like 80 Bra- yards oh, or he something. He had like five points, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a big – no, he got over 10 because he got one big yeah. catch towards the end of the game or whatever. Yeah. I guess it depends on your league scoring too. I think he had like seven, and I was like, holy crap, he's on the board. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> he actually had a decent chunk of targets. He's been used more the last two weeks, so there's like a little little twinkle of hope there. Ooh, hope, hope. But with Tua last week, he provided the wide receiver three and four for the week in fantasy football in Waddle and Hill, and they both outscored Tua. Yeah, they were pretty awesome. <laughs> that's the second time that's happened this season when they had the big 40-point game. They both outscored Tua as well, so it's like, it's hard to be bad when you've got two wide receivers that are as awesome as Waddle and Hill, so mm-hmm. that, that combo's turning out pretty nice. He can throw underthrow deep bombs by 10 yards, and they'll still catch it. He's got one of the most accurate deep balls of the season. I want to say it was three before this week, according to Player Profiler, uh, as far as deep ball accuracy, but... There was the little rumor thing in the offseason and everything that got the pick taken from Miami that they were trying to get like Brady. So if that had happened, what had happened? What would have happened to Tua? I don't know. He's not too far removed from some kind of scary situations. So I like him exactly where you got him here. I have a hard time moving him higher just because of that little bit of risk factor. I think that's what just keeps him under these other guys. Not nearly as good. Just got really, really, really good weapons. Also, some trade news coming out of Miami and just for the record I think Gaskin had moved up in the rankings for about five minutes would you say it was like five minutes <laughs> say it was five minutes for you yeah it was five minutes and and Nick definitely tagged me and was like Gaskin noble <laughs> Gaskin and I'm like oh my god he's alive and then he's like just kidding <laughs> Yep, I thought it was going to be Hunt, but it wasn't. Oh. Well, why don't you tell them what the trade was? Got me all excited. and uh, They traded for Jeff Wilson. Sorry, you were just saying that as far as Chase Edmonds to the Broncos. But they traded for Jeff Wilson, so they basically recreated the 49ers backfield. But maybe good for Chase Edmonds, who had kind of died in Miami? It's going to be better than the three or four points a game that you were expecting previously, I'd have to say. I mean, like, he's competing against people that are yeah. 29 and older. Yeah, I'm kind of excited that this may help Chase because I've got quite a few shares of Chase and just late round running backs running back picks so I'm hoping that it redeems him to I would take 7 to 10 points a game at this point out of Chase Edmonds and it puts him on a team with Javante Williams next year that's not great well let's just get through this year I wouldn't be too concerned about that it's pro- uh, Melvin Gordon hasn't looked great he could easily be gone he could be taken over maybe that role if he yeah, if he does okay okay and also like Javante's injury not very likely he's ready early even maybe a midseason thing and then if it's worse or there's any complications maybe he starts slow when he comes back maybe he's a scratch for the year there's a lot of things that could happen with that you know I, I'd love to be high on Javante I love Javante as a player and I'd love to be optimistic but there's a real world where he's just not relevant next year for that single season hmm, that would be tragic so if he comes in and he balls out and they decide to keep him it's like another six mil unless they reorganize his money if they cut him next year it's zero dead so it'll be a trial run so maybe if he does well he can earn a contract if he doesn't maybe they can bring him back for cheaper yeah okay but i'd be surprised if i mean unless he just blows up that they continued out his contract as it sits without using the out yeah i mean he's not really a blow up type of player but there is some upside there yep Hmm. um all right well let's 
let's go. We got pigskin at the 110. And honestly, this guy was kind of a do not draft for me a little bit because there's been uh, some frustrations. So that was another reason why I went ahead and took Tua where I took him because I just, I like what I see from Tua, but he's back in action. It's Dak. Dak at the 110. He actually just had a really good game being back. So Dak is back. So he goes at the 110. That is who Pigskin Bulls took. Yep. Elliot out this week. It was Pollard season and Dak rushed in a touchdown of his own and Oh my god, yes. Dak is back. He's older than all these other guys we've already taken, but he's the highest ranked guy who's, you know, 29 or older for me. Yeah. The frustration for me with Dak has been all injury. I mean, it's it's not that I don't think he's capable. I do. I just feel like every time he gets back, he gets re-injured. Yeah, but the, at least they're not like, you know, like a reoccurring thing. It's like you don't like just, you know, reoccurringly break your ankle week five against the Giants or... <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, his thumb injury was kind of—it was like a total freak thing. That could have been good if it wasn't for that bad thumb, yeah. <laughs> that flangey problem. You know, <laughs> the flangey was tricky. Got a high ankle sprain that he keeps re-aggravating or hamstring issues. But you know, th- this is about where I started, where I kind of expected to see Dak start to fall, like going into twenty-three. You know, I didn't expect him to be a, a first-round startup pick any longer. It's kind of why I got out of some of my Dak. Unfortunately, I was wrong on who. I thought would take his place, but the age trend is still there. You're getting closer to 30. You're just not going to be a first-round startup pick much longer, and I don't think it's going to happen anymore. I mean, he should be fresh, though. He has hardly played yeah. in the last two years. Yeah. Oh, when he plays, he's great. It's just when you're put, investing this much capital on, in your startup teams or, or making investment in trade at quarterback, you don't want to pay that much for a 30-year-old quarterback, especially when you can still get a quarterback one that's later in their 30s for significantly cheaper, or you can get a quarterback one that's significantly younger for the same price. It just doesn't make sense. Yep, and this is for next year. So, yeah, I'm not sure exactly where I want to slide Dak, but I know he will be the highest ranked of anyone close to his age there. What are you doing with Cooper Rush at this point? Uh, I'm not rushing to make any decisions. (laughs) I knew that was coming. He could be the first three-week starter. He's clearly played himself into a backup. Yeah, yeah. He might be the starter for some rookie for some team next year. Who knows? He could be the backup to somebody who want who's willing to pay the backup well because the team is good and they want the insurance but that's it ends there pollard season though oh my god pollard pollard was awesome of course zeke was out with injury so pollard was the go-to and wow he had a big game for sure yeah it seems like on that offense if you give any of the running backs the game to themselves they're putting up huge numbers when zeke was doing it up i mean obviously he's a more talented full player than Pollard, but when he was getting the full workload, he was crushing it. You get Pollard a full workload on the team and hand a couple of carries to Rico Dowdle or something. I don't even know his name. He's going to put up points on that offense. Yeah, they're pot invested in Zeke, and there is all the talk like, has Pollard the new RB1? And Jones is like, no, because Zeke is better. And that might be hedging your bet with what you have put your money on, and Pollard being severely underpaid at this point might uh, affect the way you say that, but it feels like Pollard did a lot more with a similar amount or just more juice for the pop there with Pollard 
forward. So he's going to be a fascinating free agent next year. Cool. Look forward to seeing what happens with Pollard. That'll be an interesting storyline to follow. Let's go to the 111. We're back to Nick. Here I was, you asked me a week ago, I was pretty confident it was Trevor Lawrence. I went ahead and went with Trevor Lawrence, but I thought about Justin Fields. I'll let Mike talk about him when he gets there, but Trevor Lawrence got a new weapon for next year, and that's what this draft is for, and Calvin Ridley after we drafted this draft, but that's a nice little weapon maybe added to Trevor Lawrence, and I mean, if if they're willing to gamble on Calvin Ridley, the way the pick escalates, depending on what happens and how well he does and whatnot, means that he has an opportunity, and if it comes together it could be another awesome weapon if not then they paid what a fourth round for him i really like the lawrence pick there i still love lawrence i think he's been critically undervalued and that that team has just looked so much better this year than it did last year i know it's like yeah they got they're on pace for the same amount of wins but when you're looking at that team as a whole and the way that the offense is moving and how trevor's actually moving the ball down the field in the run game that's nothing like it was last year and really hoping to see we hoping to see like a third year progression out of him that kind of just blows up and I think we might. He had a chance to be a hero last game and immediately threw a pick. It's, uh, I think it's trending in the right direction, like you're saying there. And, you know, you get an opportunity as someone who's, what, 23? Yeah. This is the youngest one we've drafted so far in Trevor Lawrence. So there's always the, the allure of getting in so early. And I like what you said there. Right trajectory. He seems like a Mike player. Yes. <laughs> Better next year. Um, Calvin Ridley, you mentioned Calvin Ridley. He stepped away for personal reasons, if I recall, and then was suspended, correct? Whatever actually happened, who knows, or whatever. But, yeah, suspended for betting that the Jags would lose to the Falcons, and then he gets traded to the Jags. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, irony. I guess my question is, is Calvin Ridley, is he coming back? Does he want to come back? I mean, he kind of stepped away for personal reasons indefinitely. Nobody really knew what was mm-hmm. going on. Are, are we back to good? Mm-hmm. Not only did he step away indefinitely, he is suspended indefinitely. So it's Yeah, so this is a weird... To me, this is, this is a weird trade. This is a player that isn't even existent right now. It hasn't been deemed he's coming back, has it? I'll tell you this. They said that they uh, were almost going to trade Calvin Ridley to the Eagles and they didn't because they knew he was about to be suspended. So they were trying to do the right thing with Calvin Ridley and then now they have traded him. I'd imagine they're still doing the right thing and everybody kind of knows that he's going to come back okay. or else they wouldn't have done this deal. It, that part is speculation but it seems like even with the range of potential outcomes for what happens determines what they actually give for it to invest anything in like that. Seems like a pretty confident investment. This isn't like, oh I hope he's still Still plays. It sounds like he's going to play if they're going to do this deal. Yeah, it was just kind of a strange name to hear come up because I'm like, Calvin Ridley? Is he still playing yeah. football? <laughs> it was just so weird because it's like they traded for a guy that's no good till 23 and then, and and they're trading picks uh, like for him. Like, you know, it's not like they're in the draft or anything. They have to make space or, or anything yeah. like that. It's just like, it was really, it was a really weird trade. I really like it if it works out. I mean, they get a couple of years of Calvin Ridley. The last time we saw him play, he 
was one of the most electric wide receivers in the league. Put up huge numbers. Hmm. At, at 29, maybe he does the same thing. Let's uh, move to the 112, Mike. So I made this pick before the trade deadline and all the trades, and I was really excited after watching. I, I took Justin Fields. So I was really excited about watching Justin Fields the last couple of weeks, where he's actually starting to put up numbers. I mean, he's outscoring Lamar the last few weeks, so he's looking fantastic it, on an upward trend. You know, just thinking, man, if they got this guy a wide receiver, you know, that wasn't just Darnell Mooney and then practice squad guys, he'd probably look pretty good. Thought the situation was looking a lot better going forward, and then they got Chase Claypool. So really liking the upside with Fields now having an, you know, an actual second wide receiver or maybe his first wide receiver. Mooney's the second. So what if I told you that QB 9, then 5, then 3 over the last 3 weeks got Chase Claypool added to his team as well? I think it's awesome for Fields. I mean, he still only threw like 150 yards last week, but at least he's got Claypool, and that's a definitely a different style of player than Darnell Mooney. This could be an interesting compliment. I think it's, it's cool for Claypool because it seemed weird with how it was going to work out with who is going to be the main threats for the Steelers going forward. This helped kind of clear that up at least a little bit for right now. I mean, it was pretty weird. Isn't George Pickens also a big outside threat? Yeah, so it's like, who's going to play what role and how much? Like, how many of those do we need? <laughs> yeah, and George Pickens is look awesome. And now this is George Pickens' season. Yep. Uh, should I be more concerned than I already was with any shares of Darnell Mooney? I don't think so, because it was, hopefully there's more yards instead of just 150 yards to go around and hope Darnell Mooney gets enough of the work to be able to be fantasy relevant in a week. Maybe the offense is just better. Maybe they can throw more because they actually have wide receivers that should be on NFL rosters to throw to. Yeah. I think for every bit he loses, he gains. So at this point, I'm not like worried about Darnell Mooney. Not any more so than you already were. Oh, I was going to say, I, I certainly think it's better for Mooney. I mean, him being the number one threat on the field, getting covered by the best defenders on the opposing teams was just not looking good. Even the year before, the shell of Allen Robinson was dragging coverage off of Darnell Mooney, allowing him for his breakout, and he just did not have that this year at all. So hopefully Claypool can open up some of the coverage. Hopefully they can work together, and you know I think they both could be successful there. And I'm not too worried about the amount of pass attempts for Fields because he's had to take off a lot where he doesn't have anybody open and where he has to run the ball. And I think that might happen a little less frequently. We are to the 201. Uh, my pick. This is a little bit of a leap of faith, uh, but I went with Trey Lance. He might have a little bit of competition with CMC now because we see him in the quarterback role. <laughs> but nonetheless, hoping Trey Lance makes a full recovery and comes back better than ever. So I went Trey Lance at the 201. Pigskin is the 202, and he went with Kenny Pickett. We just mentioned the trade of Claypool to the Bears. So we've got George. Pickens there, hopefully for Pickett. So Pickett and Pickens. Um, so hopefully that works out well for George Pickens mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh. Stacking them is like a parlay. <laughs> Pickett yeah. is Pickens. His yeah, man. Pickens. Yeah, Pickett to Pickens with no picks. God, that's got to be a tongue twister for those four announcers. Mm, they love saying he throws a pick. It's got to be. Or they yeah. did or didn't oh pick it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All 
right, let's uh, move back to Nick. You are up next at the, what is it? Where, where are we? The 203? Yes, this is the 203 and I sighed and said, Broncos country, let's cry and picked Russell Wilson. Uh, <laughs> look at a little bit recently not being as hurt. He's one of the few that, of the upcoming guys that have some kind of contract security for a few years, even if it's not fantastic. This is of the vets. Uh, so, I mean, I, th- I think there's a possibility for it to get better over time with Russ. I know he's incredibly annoying and it makes it really hard to like him for fantasy, but it could be adequate for fantasy. He has been before, given more time with it, getting healthier and healthier. It could be okay. And if you're going into next year, a lot of these other guys, there's like big question marks for the guys to follow here. So it's like, he's like a, the reluctant guy I pick here at 15, Russell Wilson. Nice. Oh, uh, with Trey Lance, CMC has more passing touchdowns this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no longer just run Fun CMC. Fact. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's actually um, joined the team as a running back, wide receiver, and quarterback. He just needs to be a tight end, and we've got the full player. Mike, you are at the 204. Oh, I am. And I'll, I'll make my typical pick here my most owned player, Daniel Jones, quarterback for the New York Giants. You love him. He's got all the upside in the world. I He's a great player, and I know the stat lines don't show it if you're not a, a, a guy or a girl who likes to watch the Giants because it's a really terribly boring game this season. <laughs> he's he's making the throws. He's not making very many mistakes. He just doesn't really have a lot around him to work with. I know the stat lines don't look great, but he doesn't look like he's got the turnover issues that he's had in the past. He's not making horrible throws. He's actually making very good decisions, and I'm very confident that he's played himself into another contract. Yeah, I think every week Mike makes the statement that it's going to be a big game. He's feeling a big game for Daniel Jones. He's on by this week, and after that, he's got a big stretch of good games. He has to play the Eagles twice, but the other Eagles matchup, week 18. So it's outside of your fantasy football championship. So he could be a stretch run guy here who does really well. They're already winning. They make the playoffs, and he gets paid. Like you gave him the payday for Halloween, or Saquon at least. Potentially Daniel Jones. Both of them. Yep, give him both. Yeah. It'll be He's one where he could be paid next year somewhere and be a star next year. Hopefully he wouldn't land as some kind of a backup, but that was more the worry before they were winning a whole lot. So, I don't know. Wins make everything all better, and it could lead to a payday for him. So, I really like him there. Maybe even over Russell Wilson, depending on how things go, and depending on if he gets paid. We'll see how things go. Mm -hmm. It is is also worth noting that the Giants do have the cap space to sign both him and Barkley, it looks like, going into next year and still have room for their draft and for free agents. Mm-hmm. They do have a ton of cap space opening up. Okay, next pick, I went with the New York Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson. Zach um, did not start the season. He was injured, has been playing. Now he came back in week four. And I don't know, I just closed my eyes and held my nose and picked one. <laughs> Zach Wilson was the guy. 
why? <laughs> Younger one, draft capital, has been injured. It hasn't been doing absolutely terrible, but has made some really bad decisions. He did just lose Brees Hall, but he got James Robinson. All things that he could probably work on and improve on, so mm-hmm. still very high on him. I think he definitely goes up this list throughout next year, if not this year. Yeah, I liked him better than my other options here. And speaking of other options, Piggy went with Matthew Stafford, which, ugh, gosh, I had high hopes for Matthew Stafford. And uh, I don't know if he is just really playing through injury right now or what the deal is, but it's been struggling. He's under contract, but he's getting up there at an age where he'd just be like, you know what, I retire. Done a little bit better recently than he was at the beginning of the season. There might be some kind of an injury thing there. Cup did get dinged last game, so uh, pay attention to that. But as long as he's still fine, then Stafford's still fine as long as he's there. And they're tied to him contractually. As long as he's not retiring, he's going to be there, and which is more than what you can say for several of the guys after this. He did have that soldier, the shoulder thing in the uh, preseason. Maybe that's a yeah. lingering thing. Maybe he's got discomfort throw-in, maybe not enough strength. It's really tough to say, but he is getting at that age where, you know, what's the real difference between, like, you know, him and maybe Matt Ryan and, like, Brady at that point? Like, what's he worth to you for a year or two? All right, getting down to the question mark guys, but Nick, you're up. I went ahead and made the assumptions that Mac Jones remains the starter for the rest of the season. Zappi is like Jimmy Garoppolo behind Brady, where unless he Mac Jones goes down again, then Zappi will just be that awesome backup to have and then maybe traded later on and that Mac Jones is still the starter next year, someone who gives you an exciting QB2 numbers in a Patriots offense. Yeah, New England seems to love Zappi, so we need to probably keep an eye on Tanya Harding and make sure she's nowhere near New England to take out Mac. <laughs> Is that canceled? Who's who's Tanya Harding? (laughs) Nick, are you serious? I have to look at this face. You don't remember Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding? Tanya Harding, like, took out Nancy Kerrigan's knee because Nancy Kerrigan was the figure skater Olympian. She was the favorite. And so Tanya Harding hired somebody to take out Nancy Kerrigan's knee so that she couldn't compete. You don't remember this? Oh, well, I can understand why Zappy would be interested. Oh my god. <laughs> Nick, you're as old as I am almost. You should remember the Nancy Kerrigan Listen, Tanya Harding scandal. I didn't remember this and I didn't know what a palm chaco was and we need to keep going. <laughs> is that is that a drink? No. Oh, it's a, right. a more ice skating stuff. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> Nick's like <laughs> Nick's like really funny it didn't dawn on me that maybe you don't watch figure skating i'm like what's wrong with you why don't you know all this stuff about ice skating yep how could i <laughs> how could i forget oh my god okay and for this you get to keep your man card <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, uh, Papa Bear, who do you have? I don't even know what number pick this is, but 20. Try not to dry heave while you're making it. <laughs> I won't because I still think there's upside there. I went with, sorry, Derek Carr because I mean, he's kind of looked like David Carr this year. I had to make sure I said the right name. 
Josh McDaniels might be as bad as we thought he was when the last time he coached, because that team is an absolute train wreck. He's not the youngest of quarterbacks, but I certainly don't think he belongs at 20 if things could improve, especially adding wide receiver, you know, Devontae Adams still having Renfro. Maybe Waller plays again? Kind of got Jacobs carrying that team, and it just looks bad. Oh, God, please. I don't want to talk about Waller. <laughs> this was one of the other potential landing spots for Brady in the offseason, and they do have an out next year where they wouldn't have to pay him a crap ton of money. I'm curious to see if they bring him back. Derek Carr coming off a stinker, getting blanked last week. I would assume that even if for some reason they didn't bring him back, that he's going to be one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league and be a starter for some team next year. So, you, I mean, like as far as insulated, he's going to be worth owning and playing in the starter in fantasy, I would assume. But there is some kind of like mystery associated with what his future might look like, though he's, you know, really close to the same age as Dak. So it's not like he's a super old guy. Yeah. All right. It's back to Moi, the queen. Gross. And gross. You don't like my pick here? I want to say yes, but gee, no. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I went with Geno Smith. Now, this is a little bit of a, like, cross your fingers and hope because he's not locked into a contract, correct? He's He's just free agent next year. In for the year. He's a free agent. However, he's been going out there and really doing a good job in Seattle. So I don't care. You can say gross all you want, but I'm a believer. Cue the Beatles. This is probably the best player you could have gotten off of free agency in the offseason this year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For super flex leagues. QB seven yeah. currently. You know, I kind of feel like with the with the quarterbacks we have left, they're all a little bit of like cross your fingers and hope. So I'm going with a guy who's gone out there week after week and shown that he just keeps doing it. So maybe he's playing for his contract to be extended and that's fine. Let's hope he just keeps, you know, showing up. But I'm willing to take the chance. Yeah, I mean, I I get the chance. I I just really prefer the guy who's done it year after year that's under contract who picks him with next. Seahawks pick 10th next year in the draft as of right now if the season ended today with Denver's pick. I hope Russ was worth it. They got enough to trade up. Yeah, they could do that too. So it's like he definitely, it's not even like they have to bring him back. So they're going to have to want to bring him back. So they're either going to lose out on some kind of QB sweepstakes or they don't get a QB that they like next year or they bring him back to be the Mariota or the Trubisky to the Ritter or the Pickett for next year. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly worth like an Andy Dalton or, or, a, or a Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor contract at this point. That's probably more likely. Yep. I mean, he's been doing well. And I, I don't disagree with you, Mike. I mean, I did go back and forth. My 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 thumb was hovering over Geno Smith and Pigskin's next pick, who is Kirk Cousins. I could have gone either way. Honestly, maybe in a legit draft, I would have gone Cousins just because I don't, I'm not a, much of a gambler. But I, I did like what I saw out of Geno Smith, and I figured, hey, why not? Um, but... Pigskin went Kirk Cousins. Kirby's great. Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty consistent guy. Kirby got a new weapon. Yeah. He did. What an interesting trade today. The second first round Hawkeye tight end traded this year. Oh, <laughs> so we got Irv Smith is out eight to ten weeks, so he's now on the IR, and they traded for TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, TJ Hawkeye, son. Yeah. 
Hawkeye's son. Well, he gets to go to a team that has one loss. He's going to be in the playoffs now. I mean, like, he's on a team that has more wins than any team he's ever been on already, other than the Hawkeyes, of course. Of course. Yeah, so I think he's pretty excited about that, right? Nobody wants to be on a losing team. Eight to ten <laughs> weeks is basically the rest of the season. Irv might be back in the playoffs is what that sounds like. Yeah, so what do you think is going to happen when Irv Smith comes back? How does that affect How does that affect Marlon Mack? Marlon Mack? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but TJ Hawkinson might be the super Kyle Rudolph, and then Irv Smith is a complimentary move tight end. Irv Smith? Yeah. You know, Irv Smith to Kyle Rudolph? I, he's more like the move tight end where Kyle Rudolph was actually the tight end, where TJ Hawkinson can play an actual tight end, and Irv Smith is still a move tight end, so I think they can be complimentary pieces, and it's not like they have a bona fide wide receiver that's going to be there next to him next year unless Thielen returns for his 55th year. <laughs> All right, um, we got two really gross quarterbacks to finish <laughs> to finish out our top twenty-four. So we got uh, Nick. Why don't you go ahead with your really gross quarterback? <laughs> Washington is going to be one of the most interesting QB situations to observe in the offseason. They can cut Wentz for zero dead if they want to for next year. And they should. His, his fingers got a boo-boo. <laughs> but at this point, Washington is currently, would be ha, hold the 18th pick, but it's not far from rising up higher than that. Right now, Heineke's doing okay, just like he was doing last year. They got Sam Howell there waiting for maybe an eventual chance and maybe never get a chance. They're not super invested in him. So I don't know. And maybe Rivera gets fired or maybe somebody gets fired and Hopefully. they don't want to bring back Wentz. It's, it's a lot of mystery right there. He's not like an old quarterback who's about to retire. So, and it's not like he's out with some kind of nagging long-term injury. Right now, he's really gross because he's not playing. You haven't seen him. What have you done for me lately? But it could be something where he's taken at this spot by next year when he's the starter for Washington again or for someone else. I hope Rivera's gone. Yeah. For benching his best running back. Yep. Who was back this week? And real quick, I do I do want to mention Gibson, who like, what, two weeks ago it's Brian Robinson is going to be our starter and everybody's like, oh great, Antonio Gibson is dead. Mm -hmm. And then Antonio Gibson is back, baby. He's back! Yep. And it's him and Acres, who I have a tremendous amount of, and it looked great last week for Gibbs season. And Acres didn't get traded this year, and he's like, I don't even know if I should play for the Rams again. So it's like it's gonna be gross for whatever happens this year, but this is for next year. And if you were thinking uh, uh, with Acres for next year, I'm sure we'll get to that or whatever. But still gonna be a young guy, probably next week. He misses football. He would play if they'd let him. I don't know. He might just be immature, or maybe yeah. That whole drama, I would like to be a fly on the wall to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Is it the coach trying to be bravado and make a point and I'm the ruler and put my fist down and I'm clearly going to play someone who's not as talented as this guy because, you know, we had a spat or something? Like, is he getting Iuked or Elijah Mord? <laughs> ah, you can. Yeah, it's just a, it's, it's really unfortunate for football. <laughs> that whole team is unfortunate for football right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> you said it. All right, and to round out our top 24, I'm actually a little shocked that this quarterback is picked over some of the big name quarterbacks out there. But Mike, let them know what's behind door number 24. What do you win? Oh, well, you win. Well, early in the season, we saw the upside, and now we're at the downside of golf. <laughs> Not looking great. Still has a big contract, though, and there's still a chance that Detroit is Detroit and makes a bad decision in the draft, and he could still start with even more weapons, and we'll see We'll see if he turns it around. Mm -hmm. Make a bad decision, like trading away a Hawkeye. Yeah, like, let's get rid of Hawkinson. Why? I, I don't know. Did you, did you get a good return, at least? No. Uh, it's probably, like, the cheapest tight end you could have. A little less than we paid. Yeah. <laughs> Is he, is he, are you having problems on the team? Is he not like playing well? No, he's great. He's one of our best players. It's like the, the highlight of our offense. And so we're just flash sailing. We put him on clearance. Like it, it, that didn't make any sense getting rid of Hawk. I mean, it's not like they owed him a lot of money. Even they don't have a lot of people to pay. However, who looks even better now? Amon Ross St. Brown, maybe? I don't know. Is he covered more? Amon Ross? I mean, remember when you guys were like, I mean, there's only one player worth throwing to. We're almost back. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> Amon Ra better be careful because if he keeps doing really well, they're going to trade him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, hold on. We got to cash out and yeah. way less than whatever we pay. And they're going to give him a fifth. Uh, uh. Amon Ra, you might want to start sandbagging a little bit. <laughs> that team does look really good, though. I, they got uh, Jamison Williams coming in eventually. Mm -hmm. Amon Ra looks really good. Oh, that hurt Mike to say. <laughs> well, it's because I mean he's not like a he's not like a top five guy. He's never going to be a top five guy, even if he's putting up the numbers right now. It's just how things are going. I, he's not the most talented guy on the field, but he does very well. Yeah, I could tell when you said that your voice went up, and I was like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> He's like, he looks really good. <laughs> I think there's a legitimate world where he still puts up, you know, at least wide receiver two numbers along with Jamison being the one next year with whatever quarterback they have. If not putting, you know, he could be like the Higgins to a chase. Not that I'm saying Jamison is chase, but it could be like that. Whatever quarterback they have is a good point because right now they would have the 1.01. The Lion? Yeah. So that's what scares me about Jared Goff is that it could be next year that it happens. They could take a defensive player again next year. Then he could still try to ride out some Goff, but mostly I'm scared that Jared Goff's team holds the 1.01 and that makes me nervous for potential replacement as quickly as next year. I don't know that I have any Jared Goff, so I'm okay with anything that happens <laughs> to Jared Goff. <laughs> I am, I would be concerned with like, how will this affect my ray of sunshine? That's the only thing I care about really. They have an out. Mm -hmm. They yeah. have an out after this year with ten million dead cap. Yeah, instead of paying him thirty million a year. Yeah. Yeah. So Jared, you might want to spiffy up your resume if you're listening. <laughs> well put. <laughs> Honestly, if I'm gone, he could retire. They could restructure. Yeah. <laughs> He's made so much money. Yeah. Yeah. Back from when quarterbacks got super. Yeah, doing mediocre football. Yeah, he said QB one season. All right. Well, let's round this out with Jared Goff. He is number 24. He is our final pick in our top 24 quarterbacks. 
for 2023, as we mentioned at the start of this podcast, this is how we put the quarterbacks as of now, how we would draft them in the 2023 season. We next week, what are we covering next week? Running backs, running backs, running backs. Next week, we will continue our series of four with our top 24 running backs. Uh, Nick and Mike's favorites. They love good running backs. Anyway, we appreciate you tuning in this week to the Ranked Draft Trade Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter, like us, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And as always, we hope we made your fantasy dreams come true. (laughs) I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do with my hands. Good night. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Good night. I gotta go plug my fridge back in. (laughs) Are you plugging your fridge too? No, no. I'm like, I'm assuming that was a joke. It was. (laughs) Okay. I was like, what is with you guys and the loud fridges?